The Exchange on Deep Dive. My guest this evening joins me remotely, uh, and I'd like to welcome David Zatsunga to the conversation. Uh, good evening and welcome along, Manirakanaka Kwamuri. Uh, you are the Secretary General of the Zimbabwe Confederation of Public Sector Trade Unions. Good evening. How are you? Good evening, listeners. Oh, good, good, good. Um, now, we want to talk about a, a very, very important uh, segment of the population. And I'm talking, of course, about those in the civil sector. Um, now, uh, share with us a little bit what's going on in the civil service or in the civil sector. Uh, issues of welfare, wages and salaries. Okay, that's a mouthful, but I, I will take it. Um, let me say the current uh, in situation in the civil service uh, is uh, reached what crisis proportions. Why I say crisis proportions is because, you see, the uh, current uh, economic uh, developments to do with uh, the exchange rate madness that we are seeing and uh, the pricing uh, regime which has outpaced the salaries to the extent that uh, it defies logic uh, has created a real uh, uh, existential crisis for workers. Existential in the sense that, look, the 250 that uh, USD that every civil service gets as um, an allowance uh, is the only thing now standing between uh, workers and the total penury and it is all poverty if I may call it that and uh, that is the situation as it stands because the Zimbabwe dollar component it doesn't matter whether who is how much now is uh, uh, now meaningless. Uh, in fact, it is supposed to be the salary. It is where you get all the deductions. Um, if uh, in terms of uh, healthcare, in terms of funeral assurance uh, and bank loans and whatever other uh, commitments one may want to put on their salaries are on the Zimbabwe dollar component. And uh, those are now also in jeopardy. In fact, if I'm looking at uh, uh, the lowest paid civil servant who is not a teacher, who is taking home something like uh, 100,000 years, and you look at the rate, which is changing every day, maybe at 12 today, which means that person is getting less than $10 in, in U.S. dollar terms and they cannot really meet their needs. So most of these deductions that are supposed to be made on the Zim dollar are going to be on in the negative. I'm sure in some sectors like uh, the universities, they've already experienced that. So the real crisis of incapacitation is now really upon us. There is no there there about it. And uh, it is a dire situation. I can not even talk about the uh, tools of trade and so forth because those things become uh, secondary when you look at the situation that we are facing right now. 
you you paint quite a bleak picture there, um, uh, Mr. Tatsunga, and and really as we get into the conversation, uh, we really need to uh, to call a spade a spade. And you said we are, we are there now, and it's important uh, that we speak about the situation and uh, gravitate towards solutions. Now, very recently quoted in the media, the Minister of Public Labor and Social Welfare said that the government is working on a framework to review salaries for civil servants. What was your reaction as the biggest trade union that represents civil servants to hear this news? Well, to start with, I think uh, this has been long overdue. You know, this has been happening and uh, for, for quite a bit of time, you know. And uh, if you look at the way the rate has moved, uh, it would have called for a more urgent intervention. But more importantly, uh, the minister has indicated they are meeting us. We haven't yet received an official invitation to, to that effect. So we, we are also taking that with a pinch of salt. We have no control, according to the skewed negotiating framework, to, to really make it uh, to demand for a meeting. It is up to government. I think if you followed the press report to that effect, that the, the Minister of Finance or the Minister of Finance are saying we are still putting in place the package. And that when we are done, we will then come, we will then uh, talk to them. So we don't have the uh, power to force for a meeting uh, as it stands that it has always been like that. And I've talked about the NGNC and the Moribund negotiating framework, which really uh, is a more, uh, more of a master-servant uh, relationship between the worker and the employer. So that leaves us in a limbo as far as going forward is concerned to say, when will they call us? And uh, are they calling us this week, next week, or when it suits them? But notwithstanding that, we would appreciate any meeting right now because the situation demands for it. And just out of interest, you know, you mentioned the dynamic, um, you know, between master and and servant or uh, subordinate or employer and employee. Uh, how can a harmony be struck uh, so that whilst that uh, relationship still exists, it is obviously why all the civil servants are employed, but it still does not mean or does not disentitle uh, the same employees or civil servants from also, um, you know, seeking conversations and, and having certain issues addressed. Is there a harmony that can ever be struck in, you know, in the knowledge that this is the, the relationship and that it is never going to change? The, 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 what's happening, I'm sure you would have heard in the news there is movements on, in terms of uh, reforming the labor law landscape to make sure that it's aligned to the Constitution, Section 65, that it's aligned to uh, international uh, labor uh, conventions. And I believe that is the only way we can have labor harmony. As it stands now, uh, a sort of good faith on both uh, parties there isn't much that we can expect in terms of harmonizing the, the, the labor the, the relations. 
And now also looking at, you know, some of the recent exchanges, uh, we, I appreciate and remember and recall quite uh, uh, quite vividly that sometime in April, uh, the government increased the salaries of civil servants by 100%. And some uh, civil servants were denied uh, the same offer. Uh, now we hear that uh, there's another increment that is being called for. Uh, how, how do we also, you know, sort of harmonize this? There's school of thought that's saying, but surely, uh, you know, the civil servants are now expecting something that is beyond the government's capacity uh, by continually asking for more and more. Uh, you know, you, you cannot get blood out of a rock, as it were. What would your take be to that? No, no you know, I know this nation might uh, have uh, a short memory or a real, you know, uh, disdain for this worker. If at all people are saying these demands are unreasonable, when you know very well that all that. Uh, static between us and 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 um, submission is the two hundred and fifty dollars. But who can survive on two hundred and fifty US only in this economy? And that two hundred and fifty US does not even discriminate whether you are a senior civil servant, whether you are a lecturer, whether you are a teacher, whether you are a sweeper, whether you are whatever. You, everybody is treated, uh, uh, is given the, the one size fits all kind of uh, uh, situation. And then when you go to the RTGS, there has been a movement away from the Patterson grading system, which was the grading system that placed civil servants in grades according to their qualifications and experience. And what we have seen is a departure from that. Where the employer cherry picks certain sectors that they feel may be a bit more restive, and then they reward them with better salaries than others. So right now, it's more like a parent who prefers uh, one child to the other, sends one child to a private uh, school and another to a rural school. Uh, day school. Uh, and so that that's, it's so distorted, it has created so much angst, it has created so much disharmony in the, in, in the sector as it stands right now. And your take on, on performance based contracts perhaps as an answer to that? You know, we have performance appraisals that have been going on for a long time. But what we have also noted is that uh, this only work in a normal uh, situation where the reward is clearly, uh, you know, uh, of, of value. But in this particular instance, it's, it, it, it has not worked at all. And uh, it is not even linked to any salary at all, and, uh, any improvement in one's uh, working conditions. So it, it, it becomes really just an academic issue where you can get a five for your performance appraisal, but you have nothing to, to carry home for it. They have done it, of course, with uh, the more senior grades in the civil service. We don't know what they are getting. But uh, for the ordinary worker, I think this is something that needs 
for us to sit down, the worker and the employer, and interrogate how this is going to be made to work and to be of value. If you're just joining us, you're locked on to the exchange on Cappy Talk 100.4 FM on the deep dive. And we are discussing and unpacking civil servants' working conditions, speaking to the Secretary General of the Zimbabwe Confederation of Public Sector Trade Unions, uh, David Zatsunga. I'm just painting the picture for us. And of course, some critical questions are being posed to him. And now as we continue on uh, with the conversation, Let's take a look at the current relationship between uh, the Zimbabwe Confederation of Public Sector Trade Unions, ZCPSTU, and government representatives. Uh, is there a mutual exchange of, uh, of views? Is there consultation before uh, decisions are made? Or, or do you often then find yourselves uh, asking what happened as opposed to being part of the process? You know... Like I said, it's about the relationship, the negotiating framework. Yes, we meet, we talk. Uh, there isn't much amity in terms of uh, ourselves, uh, maybe uh, choosing combative methods because vulnerable workers are very difficult to organize in union parlance. We would expect that uh, maybe the workers can react to this in the only way that workers can react like through uh, uh, job action. But uh, this is not also possible. But uh, we do have a dialogue. We uh, we do uh, participate in some of the um, important uh, meetings and uh, decisions and discussions. Even right now with the labor law reform, we are consulted. We know what is happening. We, give our input on some of the more important uh, developments uh, that are unfolding. So we can't complain much about that. But what we are not happy with is the fact that this dialogue tends to put us in a kind of a bind, even with uh, those we represent, to the effect, effect that some would think that maybe we are compromising too much. But we have also noted that it is very difficult to bring workers out. And it is not for us as leaders to say, let's take this action or take that action. It is to come from the members. So our only option as leadership is to try and use as much diplomacy, as much advocacy, as much dialogue as is humanly possible to try and uh, ring some concessions from the employer. But that is not the most ideal situation. And with the current Public Service Act, it is very difficult. And uh, most workers are intimidated. And uh, also they look at the 250 and they say, if I don't get this 250, I'm sunk it. I'm done for. So they don't want to participate in some of the, in anything that will jeopardize their uh, ability to get the next paycheck. So, so now also, you know, just taking that a little bit further, 
so how are resolutions then drawn up or how do you then navigate uh, some of those waters so that uh, you know you're not going ahead or imposing uh, to your constituents or the members that you represent but also resolving things uh, that uh, that are good for for overall uh, civil service uh, or the public sector civil servants uh, welfare like I said, it's a question of uh, persuasion, really. It's a question of advocacy. It's a question of diplomacy. It's a question of us getting a mandate from the members to say, go out there. And this is what our members always say. Go out there and talk to them. Show them where the problems are. Show them how, where, why, where we are and uh, the kind of suffering that we are going through. So we try to open the, 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 the government's eyes to that situation and to try and then persuade them to see that it is a, in our mutual interest to have labor harmony by making sure that they address the most critical welfare issues that workers would have uh, pointed out. I like the use of persuasion there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly <laughs> did. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all there is to it. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Now, I also understand, uh, Mr. Datsunga, that you've met with uh, the President of the Republic of Zimbabwe, uh, President Edim Nangagwa, uh, to deliberate on the plight of workers. Uh, can you share with us what you're at liberty to share uh, in terms of uh, how this went and uh, whether there will be anything coming out of that or you know whether the outcome for that uh, the outcome of that engagement will be expected soon or what you can share with us what was that like uh, and so on well you know this is high level uh, meetings especially when you uh, meeting the highest office they come sometimes with uh, some conditions, some caveats. There are things, these are closed meetings, closed to the media, closed to public, and uh, some of the issues that you then delve into may not be easy. We, 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 we don't have the, I don't have personally the mandate to report on that meeting in, uh, in detail. But what I can uh, share which is within my my, 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 my my preview, is that we did uh, point out all these things that I have been saying to the president, to say, no, look, this situation is no longer tenable. There are serious problems with uh, uh, especially salaries and wages and general welfare of workers. And uh, I think the president was uh, clear to say government is aware of the problem, that they are seized with the issue, that they are going to come up with a, a solution that they believe uh, in his view uh, will be uh, uh, long, uh, long-lasting solutions, solutions that will try to make sure that we don't have a recurrence of uh, the current crisis where we negotiate for example, now, today, uh, what we negotiate is worth, uh, uh, in terms of dollar terms, if you exchange it, it may be, we negotiate $100. Uh, one week after that, it's $10 or thereabouts. And so we go on like that, and we 
end up like we are chasing, like a dog chasing tail. And uh, that is what we believe to say they should be a last solution. Maybe something like, uh, which I'm not saying he, he said, uh, but something like, I'm only polemicking here to say something like you, you, you beg Mark, you, you, you then read the salary against the going rate. So that is for uh, by month end is at 25,000, you then make sure that is, you, you maintain its value at that level. So that is what we would have wanted, like they did with the $80 that uh, they gave to teachers, which is a, a benchmark that can have the exchange rate of the, the, the day. Uh, and, you know, some would want to know that, you know, what are the substantive issues uh, that members of uh, the public sector civil service trade union are facing? Uh, I know that there are issues, you know, welfare is such a, a general term. Um, would you be able to break it down and perhaps itemize and say these are some of the concerns? Uh, do you find that there are common issues across the board or there are specific and unique things to the public sector uh, versus other sectors within the civil service? Um, let me say the, 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 the issues have become really common to everyone who has their money from government. Basically, the crisis is with the same dollar component. The same dollar component is the salary, like I said at the beginning. So what we are facing are issues to do with the servicing your loans, servicing your debts, and um, of course issues to do with uh, transport, issues to do with school fees, issues to do with uh, health care, you know, the, the, the lot. All the issues that really matter to the livelihood of a, of, of a human being are now becoming a big challenge. Even the you know, ability to continue to reproduce yourself, to be able to come to work on a daily basis, that has become a big, big challenge. So there are, these are the real problems that workers are facing. And everywhere we go, people are just crying and they are looking to us to say, what do we do? Because we are hungry, our children are sitting at home, we can't pay their school fees, and, and all that. So, those are the real, real concrete problems that workers are facing. 0719100404, that's the number that you can use to get in touch with us. Public Sector, my civil servants. Pano Secretary General, David What are some of the working conditions? Um, now, coming back to you, um, I, I'd have a, you know, a question that, is there anything going right then? Are there any things that the civil servants are like, you know what, this is going well, um, and we want to commend, uh, uh, we want to commend the powers that be, or we want to say, no, this is fine, let it you know, continue in that way. Uh, are there any positives to speak of? There are. You know, there is a, a, a silver lining to every dark cloud really. And uh, one of the things that we have always appreciated is the poor transport. And that uh, workers are it's not very, it's, it's, it's much easier now for and more dignified because of the Public Service Commission bus for workers to, 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 to 
travel to and from work. But that in itself is something that we we, we, we have always appreciated. Uh, we have appreciated the rebate of motor vehicles, which I think uh, as much as it is difficult for most civil servants to raise enough money to buy a car, but there are some who can move their vehicles, they dispose of their vehicles, they buy a better vehicle uh, because of the rebate uh, on motor vehicles. These are positives that we we could mention, but uh, I don't I I, I, I shudder to say there isn't much to smile about right now. And uh, as we continue on, I'm opening up uh, to our listeners who may have uh, questions that they would like to direct your way at 0719-100-404. Please do uh, intersect with us if you've got any issues uh, that you would like uh, talked about. And I also spoke about the amendments as well as some of the things uh, that are being worked on when it relates to the labor law. Uh, We understand that there's currently uh, a labor amendment being debated in parliament as we speak. Uh, Have you as a trade union had opportunity to also uh, put in your view? Uh, Have you also lobbied perhaps uh, and had your members also attend uh, or gearing up to attend the public consultations at all? Yeah, we, we have no problems with the labor amendment bill before Parliament now because it went through the mill. It went through the process. With the consultation uh, in terms of coming up with the principles of the bill, we, we, we were consulted. We have been consulted throughout the process, even up to the public hearings as well. It was really up to us to make sure that we turn out to interrogate the, 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 the bill and make sure we, pull, we, 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 we safeguard our own. We are not really, yeah, we can't complain now. It would be disingenuous on our part to even complain at this stage when all the, all the processes were done uh, above board. Uh, very important to ask that question because I often find that um, whatever sector it is, when it comes to you know to showing up for those meetings, it seems that or they're not interested, and then they sort of say, "Oh, how did that clause end up in in this new uh, you know in the amendment? How did that make its way in there?" So I just wanted to underscore the importance of that participation, um, and maybe just dovetailing on that, um, do, are you satisfied with your membership's uh, participation when it comes to those issues? Uh, when it comes to policy making they're not interested um, yeah I, what we have done is you, oh, most of the general membership are not interested in, the, in this very uh, maybe lofty high level issue you know bills are intellectual documents that require a lot of labor forums for people to be able to to scrutinize and uh, give meaningful input. But we as the, the unionists, and uh, we do have structures, people in our structures, who everywhere across the country who are able to uh, to, to, to turn out uh, or during those hearings and, and really make meaningful contributions. 
So for us, that is what is critical. And a key recommendation as we wind down, um, when it comes to some of those issues, how can you overcome that? Or you know, and it, it doesn't just apply uh, to to members uh, under your uh, your trade union. I, I think this is a general issue uh, that sees many people not taking interest or showing up when it comes to uh, lawmaking or you know the consultations that are key uh, to the laws and policies that govern uh, how we live, that govern even uh, you know how they are going to work and exist in some of those organisations. Yeah, I, I agree that uh, there is that apathy uh, because that's why people get blindsided by some of these laws when they come up. And people are surprised, how did we end here? How did we allow this to happen? And I believe it is important that as organizations, uh, we do the right thing by mobilizing our members, having labor forums, to educate them of the importance of contributing to such processes which eventually will affect them for a very long time. So I believe that's all that needs to be done. Anyone who sponsors a bill would have been inspired by the need to contribute to humanize society in one way or the other. And they should also then look at how best uh, uh, the people who are going to be impacted and that you are going to to, to can, can contribute and make sure that the view is reflective of the, uh, what they want and it addresses the specific problems that they are they are facing or they want to solve. Indeed. Um, and uh, as promised, I did open up uh, to our listeners and I've just picked out, I've cherry picked about two questions to pose to you. Um, this one is a statement and a question uh, coming from Baba Kareju says, Don't we those who are to retire or those who want to retire? Um, we've also heard of the phenomena of old age poverty uh, and many people not wanting to retire, even though they've reached retirement age, they just keep working because uh, they're afraid of what may result. Um, your comment on this? Yeah, it's a, it's a crying shame. You know, most of our uh, retirees are in serious trouble. You know, you don't even know what your pension is worth. Imagine you have saved your pension and you don't... It's, it's a value when you saved it. It's no longer the value that you are getting now. And you don't even have... No, you have not done anything to create that situation. You know, people saved their pensions in US dollars and then they came to a point where they... Government simply decided that it was now Zimbabwe uh, dollar. Now that Zimbabwe dollar is reeling with inflation, and that's all you have. So it's a very serious issue that we troubles us every day, especially when you watch those pensioners uh, as they stand at the POSB or some other bank trying to withdraw their, their monthly stipends, which are meaningless. And uh, they don't have a voice at all. And uh, that, to me, is something that we as unions uh, have to it's a fight that we have to, to, to take to the employer. Because as much as we all, we are, many of us are thinking that we will be working forever, retirement will come. 
But when it comes, you want to be able to say, I worked, I served, and now it's time to rest instead of it being time to mourn. So that's, that's, that's the way it is now. And um, people are mourning and they don't even know what to do. So there is indeed a, a labor, a, another bill, uh, the, the pensions, uh, civil servants, civil service pensions bill that we seeks to uh, establish a defined benefit pension fund. And we are hoping that is going to uh, address this problem. We certainly hope so, and uh, you do uh, map out a very sorry state of affairs, but uh, we certainly hope that there can be um, some change around with the uh, pensioners' bill coming in. Uh, Seguba Bafe also comes in and says, we have former uh, civil servants. Uh, um, okay. Uh, and I think, again, I think this also touches on that, but let me just finish uh, reading the question. I've, I've just seen that it is very similar to the one that you've just answered. But this is the majority of uh, pensioners are living in extreme levels of poverty. Are there any plans to uplift their living conditions? Yeah, you know, these things, once we represent those who are at work. Once someone retires, they become the baby of the government. And uh, we would have wanted to think that by the time you will, will retire, everything is in place for you to make sure that your savings are are there for you to have a comfortable uh, uh, last part of your 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 working your life, if I can say. But uh, we don't. I can't answer to that. I can't say whether there are plans to uplift uh, pensioners. I, I I really we really don't have uh, any information that we can share that can be authoritative on that. It has to come from the authorities. And last uh, message that I will pose your way. This listener suggests that uh, the situation is rather dire and that perhaps there may be uh, a bit of sugar coating in terms of the way things really are. Your comment? Uh, sugar coating is maybe understating the issue. Is that what they mean? Yes, uh, th- that is the, the insinuation that they're making. No, no, no. I think you have listened to me. You have read how I have painted uh, the scenario. Uh, it's a tragic scenario. I have tried to really put it in that object manner. And uh, maybe if anyone is trying to sugarcoat it, it could be the employer. Because employers have a tendency to try and make things that are rosy appear, that, that are not necessarily rosy appear nice. But uh, for, uh, from our perspective, even unions, this is, this is a very difficult moment. Ah, indeed it is. And, and I, can, I can feel that in your voice as well. Uh, as we wind down the conversation, um, what would you like the people of Zimbabwe to know uh, around uh, addressing civil servants' working conditions uh, what, what you know in in this last you know few minutes is there something that you really would like to get out there uh, as we wind down? Yeah, what I want uh, the nation to know is that the current crisis that is not just about the civil service; it's really about everybody. 
who is somebody in this country who is working. And that uh, it really requires a more holistic uh, solution, fixing the fundamentals, the macro fundamentals, not even the micro fundamentals, in terms of the economy. And uh, if there are no, I don't see piecemeal solutions. I think there is need to fix the monetary system to make sure that we have a proper system that is not subject to all these exchange rate issues and uh, to make sure that the Zim dollar, if at all it is going to, 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 to be our currency, because the government says we cannot uh, develop with uh, using other people's currency, then there are real solutions in terms of uh, making sure that it, it maintains stability and it maintains value. And uh, so really for us now, we are looking at this as more of a national issue rather than just a sectoral issue, which requires that we all uh, maybe uh, show concern to the uh, those who make policies to really come up with real, tangible solutions to our crisis. And solutions are exactly what is needed. Now, I want to thank you for being with us this evening and for unpacking and really allowing us into uh, the the space that the civil servant finds him or herself uh, under the prevailing conditions. Now, Mr. Zatsunga, before we let you go this evening, your parting shot and closing remarks. Yeah, let me just say we would like to thank you for uh, 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 as, uh, the media for offering us the platform to discuss these issues. As you, as you will understand, even when situations like this, unions too are also hamstrung to move around in their labor forums, but uh, with the, the media, we are able to reach uh, a lot of more of our, our, our members and uh, be able to find that space to speak to, to the nation. We have to maintain the hope we cannot afford to lose hope. I want to emphasize that we will find, this nation should be able to find a solution to this quagmire that we find ourselves in. Mr. Zatsunga, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I do hope that the next time that we have you on and that we talk about this issue, that we've got some milestones and some positives to report on. Uh, and I do hope that the conversations can continue on uh, relating to all things to do with the civil service and welfare. Thank you so much for your time this evening. Uh, and we will certainly uh, continue to interact with you and find out uh, what is happening in relation to our civil servants and their working conditions. Thank you very much. We look forward to the same. A good night. Good night. That's Mr. David Zatsunga. He is the Secretary General of the Zimbabwe Confederation of Public Sector Trade Unions. As we're just unpacking some of the issues that uh, are plaguing the civil servants in the public sector. The Exchange on Deep Dive.